I'm super excited about today's episode because we're going down the YouTube rabbit hole and it's one of my favorite places to go down, but we're doing it in a different way. We're actually talking with Sean Cannell all about should you be using YouTube as a service provider, but the impact that you can have in your business by offering YouTube management services. So even if like you're like, I know nothing about video, but you love project management, you're looking for a premium service, you want to be able to find clients, tune into this episode because we're diving into all these juicy topics. So let's jump on in. Welcome to the Serve Scale Soar podcast, the podcast dedicated to helping service-based entrepreneurs scale their online business to five-figure months so they can soar into six-figure years. Your host, Brandy, is a wife, mom, and in less than one year, created a six-figure business. And now she is spilling all her secrets so you can too. Hey, hey, Surf Skill Soar. I'm so excited to be back with another episode. And I'm even more excited today because I have my good friend, Sean Cannell, in here. He knows all things YouTube. And we're diving in. Should you as a freelancer be on here? And also, can you be doing this for other people as a premium service? So, Sean, thanks so much for being here. Tell us a little bit about who you are as a person and then about your business. Brandy, thanks so much for having me. And shout out to your community. Yeah, my name is Sean Cannell. Rhymes with YouTube channel. And I am a father of two little ones recently. I have a two-year-old and a 13-week-old. So it's crazy in our house. My wife, Sonia, and I have been married 17 years. We're kind of accidental entrepreneurs. I started shooting video back in 2003 for my local church, started a freelance video business in 2009. And then I started uploading videos on YouTube, doing camera reviews and sort of teaching video. And I was able to build a six-figure income with affiliate marketing, and then started to kind of scale a company up. And now we're a team of about 20 W-2 employees, 10 contractors on a mission to help people build their influence with YouTube. So learning the technical side, how do I live stream, set up my studio? How do I create content with my phone or a nicer camera? We have a very big tech review type of presence for that type of thing and work with brands. And then on the education side, how do you actually get leads, clients on YouTube, grow a YouTube channel, and even expand video across social media? So it's turned into, I'm a college dropout, small town kid. I am shocked and overwhelmed as an entrepreneur and a leader figuring out how to do this step by step. But it's been a really fun journey. And uh, we absolutely love serving people and believe that everyone should take YouTube seriously if they want to grow their business. I love that, Sean. And I just love how your company runs and how you are and how you lead your team. And I think that you set yourself apart from most people I see running teams is your team is part of your family. And I just love that you take such good care of them. And so we are going to talk about contractors today. I know you have some contractors. But first, I always love to tell my audience like how I know my guests because we only have 12 guest spots for the entire year on the podcast. And I don't just bring on anyone. Like we really accept pitches from people we don't know. And this comes up a lot. How do you know someone? And so I actually followed Sean when I first started my business because I nerd out over tech stuff. And I'm pretty sure everything in my office probably came from your affiliate link, Sean. So I just love, even down to my monitor, like my second screen is like the Ben Q screen that you did in your office. And so when I found out we were going to be in a mastermind together, I kind of fangirled a little bit. And then I got to know you. You're so down to earth. 
We've had so many great times. And so not only is Sean like the go-to person for YouTube and tech tutorials, but he's just a good person all around. And I think this is what happens when you put yourself in rooms with people who are doing big things. And you also are open to live events because Sean and I got to spend a few days together in Nashville. And it's just so different when you meet people in person than only communicating in this online space. I appreciate the kind words. And it's been so amazing getting to know you as well. And now a couple of years in this uh, peer-led mastermind. And it was crazy being in Nashville as well, getting to see what Ramsey was doing. Just so grateful for you and everything I've got to learn from you as well. I love it. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about YouTube or a whole lot about YouTube. And I think the first question my audience always has is, YouTube's not for me. I'm serving one-on-one clients and this is something that's for like course creators, influencers, content creators, but not necessarily us service providers. And I would love to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, so I think that YouTube's for anybody that wants to get clients and leads. And if I am a service provider, I'm just going to ask myself two questions. What is the biggest problem that my ideal client is thinking about right now that's keeping them up at night? And what are also their ambitions? Maybe again, they want great copy on their website and they're frustrated because they can't find a copywriter. The last one they worked with does didn't work well. Maybe uh, I was coaching someone recently and they're trying to get a website built. They were working with a company or an individual in Canada. It was taking too long. They were frustrated. So they were looking for a new solution. So what are their frustration points? What are their pain points? And then also, what are their ambitions? You know, It could be how to actually have a website that converts or that loads fast or different things in, say, 2023. And so what are their problems and ambitions? And then realizing that YouTube is the second largest search engine in the world, that 65% of people go to YouTube trying to solve a problem and that your potential clients and customers are looking for information, education. They're looking for answers to specific questions on YouTube. So when you create valuable content that shows up when they are looking for those things that would lead them to you, then you have a chance to actually have them get to know, like, and trust you because they see you, they hear you, you share your screen, you solve a problem, you use the RIA strategy, which is results in advance. You maybe help them, you move them. They're at this uh, escape and arrival we talk about. They're in a place where they're frustrated. They don't have a website. Their email copy is not converting. Whatever your audience does for people, they're at a place where that's not happening. And you move them a few steps closer by whether educating them, explaining to them the biggest mistakes of why what they're doing isn't working or what the best practices are. And then you're like, and by the way, if you want help, click the link in the description, fill out a 15 minute time to talk to me on Calendly, fill out a form to see if you want to work together, click the buy button to just book my services, look at my three packages. You have a link in the description, a website you could give a verbal call to action to. And I think that probably one of the biggest myths and blockers for freelancers contractors is maybe this fear that like you don't want to give away your secrets or this fear that if you also posted some content on YouTube that you would actually hurt your business because maybe if you answer their questions, then they would just not need to work with you. And that's actually maybe true, but all the more reason you should do it because there's really kind of two types of people. There's going to be the the DIYer that wouldn't hire you anyways. 
But what can end up happening is you start building a personal brand. You actually can start now creating extra income streams. And we could talk about that because there's whole, like you're adding additional revenue to your business and you're potentially serving a global audience with valuable information, education, and helping them solve problems. There's always a second type of audience that once you tell them exactly what to do and you give them all the answers, they go, great. Now I understand that I do not want to do that or I want to hire somebody to do that for me. Finish this rant with a story. I remember once when a client of mine, I've done a lot of client work and freelance work and freelance YouTube channel management. I've helped a lot of authors, speakers, and influencers do video production, grow their YouTube channels. And I work with a client and a friend of mine, his name's Dr. Dave Martin. And he flew me out to Florida to kind of coach even his team. So he had a team about social media growth, social media management. And I just remember I downloaded like everything I know, my entire playbook of strategies, a really intense day, the kind of day that make your brain hurt, like me taking almost a decade of experience at that time, like downloading all this information, thinking my goal too, even in the day, I wasn't trying to close him as a client. I was actually trying to just give him probably a week's worth of content in a day and deliver as much value as possible because that's what he brought me in for. Well, at the end of the day, what that led to was not, you gave me the whole playbook. All the secrets have been revealed. I know all the answers. It actually led to overwhelm for him. And then his desire to say, okay, great. What you've essentially revealed by educating me what it really takes to solve this problem or to do this at a world-class level is that our current team, their bandwidth is full, I'm full, and he hired me as a contractor and became one of my clients for multiple years as kind of a side hustle that was bringing in thousands and thousands of dollars over the years, actually because I educated, gave free value, answered questions. So that's your opportunity on YouTube. It's going to lead to a lot of goodwill, a lot of brand growth, but it'll also lead to client work. And you don't have to be afraid of giving away your secrets or giving away the answers because a lot of times that will reveal to the right people that they should just hire you to do it for them because you're the expert. And that's how I teach intensives is like, you don't hold back. You like just overwhelm them and wow them. And then they're going to want to hire you. Like once people actually know what you do as a freelancer, very rarely do they have the capacity to go and do it themselves. And there's all those people that think they're DIYers. This is me. I think I'm a DIYer until it gets down to it. And then I'm like, no, do it for me. Like I actually don't want to do this. And so those are your people on YouTube. But the other thing that I think is really powerful about YouTube is it creates this instant credibility. It's funny. Like, I feel like if you have a podcast, a YouTube, or you run ads, people automatically think you're like famous and you're an expert. And even if you don't feel like an expert, starting a YouTube channel is a really great way to like be seen as an expert and show that you know what you're talking about. I launched a YouTube channel after reading your book, Sean. In 2019, I think it was, or it was right around your book. I When did the first one come out? Yeah, 2018 it came out. Okay, so, so 2019, I read your book. I just started running ads and I was like, okay, I'm going to start a YouTube channel for like ad management to get clients. And the thing is, I still get people. I haven't done anything on this YouTube channel since like March of 2019. I launched it in January. And I still get people reaching out saying, can I book a call with you? And I'm like, I don't do that anymore. But like things, and that's several years later, and I'm not even active on the platform, and it just keeps the contents evergreen. And so I always think that like you don't need to be on every platform as a service provider. We're very fortunate that way. 
But if you're going to be on a platform, be on one that like lives on, not a reel that's gone after like a day. You hit on my favorite thing about YouTube. YouTube is like a fine wine. It gets better with age. YouTube is the only platform where your content lives forever. And if you do it right and you create evergreen content, what's evergreen content? Well, I grew up in Seattle. I was born in Seattle. I actually grew up north of Seattle in Marysville, Washington and Arlington, Washington on six acres with horses and a whole bunch of dogs and a couple goats. And we were surrounded by, in the Northwest, evergreen trees. And so it wasn't like in fall, the leaves fell off. A lot of these pine trees and other evergreen trees, summer, spring, winter, fall, they're always green. That's a really good strategy when you think about what types of topics should I be posting on YouTube if I want the most leverage, if I want the biggest opportunity to do exactly what you did, to add value, to get discovered, to meet new people, but then to also have those videos continue to be watched for weeks, months, and years to come, evergreen, so that people meet you, they discover you, they see your authority, and then a link in the description, they fill out a form and more leads are coming in, even if you stop posting videos or you take a break. The truth is going live on Instagram, posting a reel on TikTok, a reel on Instagram, a TikTok video, doing any kind of short form content or even turning ads on and off are just things you have to continually do. I love all of them. We do all of them. But YouTube's the the best return on investment for your time and energy if you do it right, because you can make a video once that can keep growing your business for weeks, months, and years to come. And you can also connect that video to other passive income streams. And so, for example, if you do any kind of affiliate marketing, uh, you may just on your freelance channel, if you say, listen, I can build custom websites, or if you don't want to, you also, my biggest recommendation is Squarespace or whatever, fill in the blank. And then those are your affiliate links in the description. If you have a video breakout, you could get clients from the video, clicks on your affiliate link. If those website affiliates give you continuity where you get money every single month when the person stays on the service, then you could have perpetual passive income coming in and create multiple extra streams of revenue. And for your community, there's so many different products and services, tools that you can software tools that may be relevant that also could be videos you upload on your YouTube channel. And who knows, that passive income could grow to such a place where maybe you want to reduce your client load. Maybe you now say, wow, I actually could work half the time, make 3x the money because of YouTube continuing to get views and the monetization streams that it's connected to. And I think that's something we'll definitely link up in the show notes. I have an episode on how I used affiliate marketing to pay all my business expenses when I was a freelancer and using those tools and then having videos on them. It's just such a, another way to have that extra income coming in. And I love that. Okay, so now we're like, we can get clients. One thing I do want to say is this is not going to be something that you can fully rely on YouTube in the beginning to get client leads from. YouTube is long game. It is not like going into a Facebook group and responding to job ops. We're looking at like, how am I building something that's going to serve me months from now? It's not necessarily going to be an instant thing where you have leads just popping in. So I just wanted to make sure that's clear for everyone as well. I totally agree. It also direct response or hand-to-hand social media combat is sometimes we would call it one-to-one responding to job uh, specific jobs. You would do both. And while you're building your YouTube channel, it's kind of like you're you're cultivating your long-term investment strategy while also doing your short-term day-to-day hustle. And I'm 100% agree. And then I also wanted to talk 
to you, Sean, about I know like, okay, we could start them for ourselves, but then we have a lot of people who are like, I'm never going to start a YouTube channel. That's just not for me. I like to be behind the scenes and we could probably debunk that on ways you don't have to be on camera and stuff. But instead, I'd love to talk about how you could actually work behind the scenes on YouTube channels and be a YouTube manager and do this for other people because there's a lot of steps that go into having a YouTube channel. So do you even see a need for this as we go into 2023? Yeah, and I, actually, I would argue that this is a blue ocean. And so to get us on the same page is a book called The Blue Ocean Strategy. And it talks about business and marketing and that a red ocean would be where everyone's fighting for the same customers and there's blood in the water. And that's why the ocean is red. And if you start a new endeavor in a red ocean, it's going to be an uphill battle. There's maybe too many freelancers and contractors, too few customers. And of course, you and I would agree that if you position yourself right, if you're excellent at what you do, you can always win in any market. But what I would say, conversely, a blue ocean is starting a business or positioning yourself in a particular way to solve a big need. And there's no other competition. The ocean is completely blue. There's an abundance of fish in the sea and no one there to impact them, reach them. So ultimately, I would argue that there is a hundred to a thousand times more social media managers than there would be YouTube channel managers. I think what can also happen is I've been in many circles recently where I was at an event, a mastermind, and someone said, arguably, Sean, I think you are doing the thing that most influencers, meaning authors, speakers, kind of entrepreneur gurus. And I think we underestimate how many of those there are people doing real estate that want to build their brand, people with loan officers. And then of course, uh, the long tail of everything, overtly influencer content creator type people, entrepreneurs, people that want to be Gary V, that want to be Grant Cardone, that want to be Marie Forleo or whatever, people that are kind of aspiring long tail and fitness influencers, all those different things. And he was saying, hey, their number one desire is they want to crack the code on YouTube. All these different individuals, they want to be on YouTube. And that a lot of times is also the hardest platform for them to unlock. As we go deeper in that, many of these individuals, and here's, they have money. They have a lot of money. They want somebody that can help them. They are creating content, but they've maybe found that podcasting is more sustainable for them. That social media content is more sustainable for them. And YouTube either practically takes more energy to create good videos or also just in their mind, they're intimidated by all the inner working parts because you could quickly post an Instagram reel to make a thumbnail, upload a YouTube video, title it, do the description, put it in a playlist. It could feel overwhelming for that individual. So they want help. One of the biggest things we get asked, we do not do done for you services. We don't do channel management or anything ourselves. And we are inundated with people that want help and want to pay us for that. So this is a huge blue ocean to be a YouTube channel manager, you could even argue a, a channel strategist and a little bit of strategy. And I think it also could be the intersection of a lot of skill sets where there's plenty of individuals that maybe have a Dropbox of video footage that there could be the video editing piece, there could be the graphic design for the thumbnail piece, and then the actual channel management itself. There could be you do all of those things, or there also could be you're just the leader who also just helps the individual outsource to a Fiverr or Upwork or some others, like basically subcontract to a video editor, work with somebody else to do the graphic design, and you're the glue that puts it all together. It's a huge role, and it's a huge skill set to learn to be the YouTube strategist 
that gets hired by this individual that wants to pump out consistent content. And you're the one that makes sure good videos get uploaded that are reviewed, caption file is uploaded, whatever else, thumbnail, title, all the details. And I would argue that you could probably lock in a client that would pay premium pricing and one or two or three big fish, if you will, could maybe be your entire monthly revenue target because of the finding the right clientele and the demand for this that is prevalent right now. And I think also the thing with this is that's what's held us back from doing a YouTube channel again. It's not the video. I have everything set up. I press a button and I could record for days. I have all the content I need to record. But the thing is with the podcast, I record and then it gets handed off to Steph and her team takes care of everything and I don't have to think about it anymore. And one thing that we've struggled with is finding someone who could do the exact same thing with video. I even know how to like do keyword search and find my topics and all that. But it's like all the back end, like creating the thumbnails, the keywords, setting all that up, editing the video. And if we had someone for that, we'd have a YouTube channel. And there's so many people that are in that exact same spot that want to have YouTube. But that's the part that's missing, not the actual video creation that holds them back. And so I see this, especially as video, I feel like every year we say like videos becoming more and more popular, but like it's here, like it's not going anywhere and more people want to get on different platforms. And I think the other thing that's changed since iOS 14 is people want to diversify. They found like a lot of people took a huge hit with ads once iOS 14 rolled out. And then they were like, holy cow, all of our eggs were in this one basket of just running ads, now how can we diversify and get something that's going to help us get organic traffic or paid partnerships and things like that? And they're moving away from just ads. They still have that. But now how can we also leverage and get more new clients? And so I think this is a really good skill to learn. And I also think it's important that you don't have to know all of these. Like you said, Sean, it's a lot to take on as one person. But like, You can find people to do the video editing. Like if that's something that's holding you back, you can outsource that to other people. Also, there's a lot of great tools that are coming out like Descript and stuff like that that actually make it really easy to edit even if you're not a pro at editing. 100%. When I think about as a business owner myself, one of my favorite questions is who's waking up thinking about this? Like who's just carrying the YouTube channel? And it's not that individuals will be looking for you to do every single step. It's that, hey, I want to... One of the things we've considered... We have a full-time graphic designer on our staff, but Nolan, who's now our YouTube channel manager and is works full-time for us, is found that on Fiverr, he can just submit concepts and he'll get three different thumbnail options and he'll find that it's very economical. Then he'll just pick one. And so we're like 15 bucks. And he gets three and he's just taking the time to be the one that submits it, to be the architect, to be the one that's doing the mental heavy lifting. So you're looking to be more, you could be, I have a very specific skill set, but what I think a lot of people want is they want entrepreneurs, business leaders that want to do a YouTube channel, small businesses that want to do a YouTube channel is they're looking for the choir director. They're looking for the conductor of the orchestra to pull together. Because as you mentioned, there's still this different pieces. So definitely a skill set to learn. But if you could pull together the thumbnail, pull together the title, to that end, a creator like yourself may have done a lot of heavy lifting in terms of the title. You might turn in, I would turn a Google Doc in the way I create content 
Um, and I just plan out a little bit of my video podcast or my, you know, on a Google Doc. So all that to say is that marrying those skills together. And then I think you're also going to be betting on solid ground if you go this direction, because YouTube is the number one video platform in the world. Their market share is is absolutely staggering. Nobody else is even close from the technological infrastructure and the library of content. Years ago, Amazon bought Amazon Tube. And so you could predict that, okay, Jeff Bezos, Amazon, they're going to go after YouTube. I don't think anything happened with it, but the truth is it's it's pretty indestructible. Now, anything could happen. People are like, oh, TikTok's growing. Sure, but not at the same depth. The CMO of HubSpot said that YouTube subscribers are the most valuable subscribers in the world. Platform continues to grow 2.6 billion monthly active users. It monetizes the best. Monetization is coming to shorts soon. That'll really disrupt the other vertical video offerings. And so not only is it a blue ocean, but getting positioned to ride the wave, locking in a client that is taking YouTube serious. When you look at the biggest YouTube kind of entrepreneurs or just creators, this is also a, it's a legacy thing. It's not some, it's not a short term campaign. It is the place that a lot of smart entrepreneurs are building their brand, planting their flag, building a media company. I was just touring Patrick Bet David's office in Miami. It's called Valuetainment. And they have about, they're posting 50 YouTube videos a week, clips. They have multiple video podcast shows. They're building kind of a media company. And so the amount of heavy lifting that is happening there, you can look at conservative news outlet like, uh, you can look at Ramsey, you can look at the Daily Wire. There's multiple different channels, multiple different personalities pumping out hundreds of videos. And there's a lot of money behind these for individuals too. That's a lot of thumbnails, a lot of tiles, a lot of optimization, and and they're doing best practices. Like they have to consistently be doing this. So yeah, the demand is far outpacing supply when it comes to help for people that want to really take YouTube seriously. And I think one of the best ways to learn how to be, it's one of those things like, I always say there's certain skills that you don't need a course for, or there's certain things. But YouTube, there's so many steps. It is something like, yeah, you can get on YouTube and learn like piece by piece. But I've also been through Sean's course that lays it out. And I think sometimes as service providers, we're looking for that course that's specific for us, like for specific for YouTube managers. And the thing is, a lot of you are already in serve scale soar. You get the business side there, but the skills can be taken in a course that's specific to YouTube. And Sean, I've been through a lot of different YouTube courses, of like four of them. I think yours is laid out the best to understand all the moving parts and you update it. And so if you're looking to learn the skill of being a YouTube, like what it takes to get YouTube channel going up, running, I highly recommend Sean's course. And we're going to link it up in the show notes. And he also has a book, YouTube Secrets. And the second edition just came out. And this is the book I read before I started mine. It was just the first edition. So, John, what do you have to say about your course and your book? Yeah, so I, I appreciate it. And I, I really do know that that will serve you to learn the foundational skill sets to really help you understand YouTube. And I'm thinking about a story of a couple in Oceanside, California. They have a ministry channel. So they're that's new. And they had a past in ministry. And they kind of stepped out on their own and wanted to fund what they were doing. So they're kind of growing up their brand, teaching that kind of stuff. But the husband of the main creator, they invested in our course and he went to local businesses, 
saying, okay, not only are we doing this information that we learned in Video Reiki Academy on our personal brand, there's a ways out as we're growing that. So let's see if we could get some client work where well, he landed one client on 5k a month for a six month retainer. And he just swiped 100% of what's in the course and just went by the book in terms of the course materials. And, and I guess to clarify too, so that's a cool story is that in the book, we talk about the seven C's of YouTube success. And I would say that the book beginner is probably too soft of word. I think that many more advanced learn a lot in there, but it'd be the seven foundational C's of YouTube success, things like courage. And this would be assuming you're getting on camera too. So if you're not, you maybe need a little bit of less courage because it is scared to get on camera. It's things like you need to have a channel. And so that's the seven C's of YouTube success. In Video Rake Economy, then we call this, it's the seven R's. So it's two frameworks, basically our beginner framework and then our advanced framework for people that are really serious, seven R YouTube system. And that goes into reverse engineers, the first one, and then research. So how are we going to come up with the right topics, the right keywords? And then how do we record a video, outline it? And then how do we release it properly? Title, description, thumbnails. So we go through the seven R. So those two different things are different in that regard. They're both very complementary. If you were going straight to following the course for your goal of being a YouTube channel manager, then Video Raked Academy would be a one-stop shop to train you in everything you know. And yeah, the way we have it set up right now, it is lifetime access that includes a community and access to our faculty, which is just nice. So you would have an inroad to get all of your questions answered, always being updated with new things and changes. This is the only thing we focus on at Think Media. So we are care deeply about everybody that's a part of our community so that they always have the foundational principles as well as the latest tactics and new things so that uh, you could continue to over-deliver for your clients with that information. And I think one of the other cool things about joining a course where it's not specifically for like YouTube managers is because then you get a Facebook group that's all YouTube managers. And I think there is a place for that certain services. But the great thing is if you join a course like Video Ranking Academy, you get introduced to a Facebook group of all the people that could potentially be your ideal customer. Now, I'm not saying go spam Sean's group at all, but like people in there, I'm in there. I see people asking, like, does anyone yeah. know of someone who could help me with this? And then you are there, like you've been through it. You know what they are expecting, you know, the steps that they're taking because they've been through the same course. And so then you're just setting yourself up to be in a group of people who are looking for people just like you. Yeah. And I could say at this moment, I mean, I guess it could change in the future, but at this moment, I have no insecurity or I would encourage. Again, that's not something that we're offering. So it's it's a blue ocean in our own community. And there are those who, again, they learn it, but especially if they have an existing business with existing products and services, and so they're busy, they now are learning the things, but they're like, man, I need help executing 100%. That becomes a win-win because you can learn it and then say, okay, I can partner up with you and uh, build those relationships. That would be encouraged by me, the creator of Video Ranked Academy, that our community needs that help as well, for sure. And I think the last thing that I just want to end with, and then I want to hear what you want to end with, is that I love how you said going out into your local community, because so many times we think like we have to work with online entrepreneurs because we're an online business. But realtors are like, I feel like taking over YouTube right now. Every realtor in our area is growing their YouTube channel very, very quickly um, it may have something to do with everyone moving to Florida, but when you like type in Lakewood Ranch, 
it's like all of these realtors in there. And I've seen one realtor go from like a hundred followers to now having like over a hundred thousand. And now he has like someone who does his YouTube videos for him that follows him around. He also has someone who edits and puts everything up and he took himself out of that role. But there's a lot of realtors that are tapping into this and they're going to need your help because realtors are already crazy busy, but they also want to be seen on YouTube. I mean, you really tapped into something there that when you have like the niche within the niche or the niche within the niche of not just general businesses that want to be on YouTube, but a niche market like realtors, huge opportunity. Of course, every market's a little bit different, but I can speak to Snohomish County. We recently bought an Airbnb up in the Northwest, and then we are able to be there part-time once we wanted to get our little ones that started having kids. We wanted to get them around family. And so we're looking for more Airbnbs. We're looking for more real estate. And naturally, I get on YouTube and I'm always studying. And when I look at King County, which is Seattle, I look at Snohomish County, which has a population of, I believe, a million people. And I would go for just market updates. I'm looking for market updates in Snohomish County, a very common YouTube video. It's shocking the lack. There's one guy, Zach McDonald, who I actually happen to go to high school with. And I'm like, Zach, go Zach. But I'm like, there's room for 10, 20, 30, more than that. But to be speaking to this region, the demand for content is much bigger than those creating it. But what's the blocker? For the channel manager, it's the fact that these agents, they don't know how to do it or they don't have the time. I think about Anton Stenner, who's actually my agent, friend of mine, always pressuring me, Sean, help me do this stuff. I go, listen, I'll tell you what to do. Like our course does and our book does, but we're not an agency. And so he would hire someone right now, again, if they could demonstrate expertise, let them know that they, they've learned the stuff, they could do the stuff, and that they could take that desire that he knows a place he should be, he just isn't there. And he'd be an agent in Snohomish County that is even set up. You could you could do it remote, even set up. He's, he's able to shoot the videos, but where do they go next? I mean, that's like the missing piece is, is getting them all the way from concept to completion to published. And you could then do that throughout for real estate agents, whether it's loan officers, and then you start going into verticals, course creators. You could go into different coaches, fitness, and even some local small businesses or businesses, especially that maybe tap into e-commerce in some way. And again, you're still ahead of the curve if you just started learning these skills now. I mean, sometimes people are like, is it even too late to start a YouTube channel? As you know, we're in 2023 and it's like, absolutely not. Like we just had Larry Chung, one of our students just grew from zero to a hundred thousand in like six months. We just had Johnny Law, who's actually doing crime scene investigation stuff. He's overwhelmed actually. He's, he's been a Marine. He's been an officer in the police force as a crime scene investigator. He also was in the rodeo. We call him the mystery man. Cause we're like, wow, what have you not done, John? And he is recent YouTube channel, Johnny Law just got a million views in a matter of days as he tapped into the intersection of his passion of and background and experience in crime scene investigation and his ability to speak to those situations. In fact, Dr. Phil just invited him on the show. Here's the point. He now is experiencing all this growth. He knows how to speak to these different situations, draw the maps of the different cases he's breaking down, but he's already overwhelmed. And, and then maybe the final thing is to think about the opportunity here is that YouTube creators that hit success find themselves quickly having a lot of money, but a lot less time and being in a place of overwhelm. 
So really good if you're doing a market selection, it's like go to a market where there's like an abundance of money, a high level of pain, and the desire to just offload that pressure and that pain to somebody else. And you can partner with existing creators, even more like every YouTuber. I think every YouTuber I know, very successful, a lot of money coming in is overwhelmed, stressed and wants more help in terms of managing their channel, getting content out there. And a lot of them also want to scale up. And the only the block between posting more content is, yeah, we still got to we got to write great titles, though. We got to optimize our videos properly. It's a human resource challenge. And so it is a pretty exciting conversation. And I think uh, for your community, especially, this is a massive opportunity. Yeah. And I think one thing people don't realize is there's so many course creators that are struggling. And then there are like, do we pay? Like, do we hire? Do we not? And what I think people don't realize is there's so many niches inside of YouTube and they don't necessarily like just because the YouTubers on YouTube doesn't mean they're selling a course or something. They can be making money just from ads and partnerships. And across the street from where we live, there's a guy I remember I boxed you. I was like, I don't know how many YouTubers with this many followers. So do you know him? And he has 3 million followers, does not sell anything. I've looked because I'm like, how does he own a helicopter, a drag strip, like all of this stuff right across the street from us? We see his helicopter and it's all from YouTube and he doesn't sell those things. He has partnerships. He has advertising. So I think there's a mindset block that a lot of us have that it's like, oh, it's like course creators trying to sell courses when it's not. Everyone watches video. Like I can't even get on YouTube because I go down a YouTube hole and I'm gone for the next five hours just watching videos of nothing. And we see like people just on their phones all the time just watching videos and they consume it. And these people can make money without actually having to sell their own stuff off that. And so it's a different mindset to go in when we're looking at finding clients that it's different than what you're probably used to and the clients you're probably used to working. That's a great point. And I think that would be of course, in our program, you're going to get an immersion in all of this education. But I think it's also just waking up to the reality you're describing of, I can't overstate how much money is is in the creator economy. There's 200 million content creators now. Newest stat, 165 million content creators joined since 2020. Adobe did a study. SignalFire did a study back when it was 50 million and said 2 million of them are professionals, meaning they earn over six figures. We know now that there's tens of thousands that earn seven, hundreds of thousands that earn six figures, and untold millions that earn five figures. And so that could be anywhere from they make 10 grand a year to they're making $86,000. And so to the point of them wanting to to get help, we speak to so many too, DIYers or people that are looking, they're part-time YouTube or they've had YouTube replace like their main job and they want to work, they really want to control their hours. It's just, again, if we're doing just business and marketing 101, one of the things that we should measure is the TAM, be a marketing term. What is the total addressable market? How big of an opportunity here? And those 200 million content creators, are. we're not talking about the real estate agents or the businesses that want to be on YouTube. We're talking actually about, to your point, someone who doesn't have a course but is literally kind of a content creator influencer type. And how much money is flooding in? Well, YouTube, owned by Google, owned by Alphabet, I think, and and just roughly fudging the numbers here because I don't know the exact stats, but I want to say they'll report like $35 in revenue. 
just in YouTube ads. And it's important to know that half of that, almost exactly 50%, goes straight into the pockets of content creators. So 15 billion, 20 billion in a year, just from the YouTube ad program, then you have affiliate marketing. And then you're exactly right. Brands pay influencers. There's recently the dramatic story of the FTX crash, which was a crypto exchange. But what was reported was that FTX was paying certain personal finance YouTubers $50,000 per month to shout FTX out and have a brand sponsorship in their video. We earn at Think Media our top line annual revenue for brand deals, Canon, VidIQ, different brands that pay us. It's right around $1.4 million. So look at the size of the opportunity in terms of dollars and then think about the practicality of you having multiple clients and them hiring you as a channel manager for three, four, five, six, seven, eight, 10K a month, depending on the scope of services or what you're ultimately doing there. And that the final thing we're seeing is you go, okay, is it is about to tip over though? Is it about, of course, there's shifts in the market that could happen, but it's not happening soon. This is only growing. There is, yes, competition is rising for content creators, but consumption's rising faster. You're exactly right. People are scrolling on their phones. They're wanting to learn about things, follow people, find someone they can relate with, maybe more distrust in big media, more trust in what are called micro-influencers. And so you can, if you forecast positioning yourself now to ride this wave, then it's going to, we say the next decade is going to be the best decade on YouTube, but with zero hesitation, I'm like, there's going to be five years. What about the recession? What about this? No, this is a recession proof business. Maybe not for all, but when we're talking about, if, if some of these big influencers go from making 6 million a year to three and a half, they're not cutting their channel manager. That is the bread and butter of their business. And these, uh, and so the amount of dollars, it's a very recession proof like media and video over the next few years is an incredibly wise bet. And if you build your brand and become known as someone who can deliver that result for entrepreneurs using YouTube or literal YouTube creators, uh, there is untold uh, opportunity over the next especially uh, few years, especially. Absolutely. Well, Sean, this has been such a great episode. I think it shows how we can use YouTube as freelancers for finding clients and then how we can run other people's YouTube channels if we have no desire to be on the camera. So thank you so much. We will make sure to link up the course link and the book in the show notes so you can grab those. And if you have any questions, you can reach out to me or Sean. But Sean, where else can people connect with you? Yes, uh, I appreciate it. Again, thanks again, uh, Brandy, for having me on and massive love and respect to your community. Sean Cannell rhymes with YouTube channel on all the social media platforms. DM me, S-E-A-N-C-A-N-N-E-L-L. And I'm sure I'll be in the show notes. And then our main channel is Think Media. If you want to hang out, specifically, if maybe you do want to get on camera or get some tools, Brandy was talking about her monitor or accessories. I, I do love that as uh, it's something about building a battle station as a freelancer. Get your keyboard right, your mouse right, your ergonomics right, your standing desk right, you know, your environment right, whatever it is as that person that wants to be productive and healthy. We actually covered a lot of that stuff on our YouTube channel, Think Media. And then the final thing is our podcast called Think Media Podcast, which is a video podcast, of course, on all the audio platforms. But that's a second channel where we go deep in those YouTube tactics. And so for anybody listening, 
to stay on the bleeding edge of what's working on YouTube, that's a good place to hang out. Thank you again for having me. Thanks so much, Sean. Y'all, how stinking good was that? Oh my goodness. Sean broke it down for us how we can use YouTube in two ways. One, how we can use it for our self-delaying clients. And two, how we can become a premium sought after YouTube manager and where so many people are looking for this service and there's no one to support them. This is that untapped territory that you could be diving into right now. And everything is learnable. That's the most amazing thing. You can learn how to do this. And so we're going to link up Sean's course inside of the show notes. I've been through it. I love it. I probably could run YouTube channels for people right now. And we'll link up all the other resources and go tell me in the DMs or message Sean and tell him what you got out of this conversation. And I'm so excited to see who becomes YouTube managers in 2023 and moving forward. And until next time, y'all go out, serve your clients, scale your business and soar into the success you deserve. Thanks again for tuning in to the Serve, Scale, Soar podcast with your host, Brandy. If you loved our podcast, please be sure to leave a comment or review and be sure to tune in next time.